gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best but the views are amazing i'm your moderator b jones and i got my man f is for freshito in the building tonight what's going on sir you know what it is deuce poppy up in place got my um frankie beverly amaze on today we gonna <laughs> you gotta get the wisdom though you gotta you know get that I mean? wisdom in there i don't have no wisdom up in here but i got the knowledge up top we here we live we ready let's get it there it is, man. Hats off to you last week, man. I got to uh, give you your props, uh, holding down a podcast for me. Um, if you haven't checked out episode 128, where we had Pat Quinn on with Blank Canvas Cooking, definitely go check that episode out, man. I love his energy, um, the, the tips he, he dropped when it came to entrepreneurship, and then giving you the gems as well on the uh, vegan, uh, not sorry, vegan, not vegan, vegetarian Vegetarian. living, plant-based living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff in that podcast. So definitely go check out 128 once you get the chance, man. And down low, my man, Coach K, what's happening? What's going on? How you doing? Not, not too bad, man. I'm happy I got the heat working in the new spot again. Um, so we, we good. We not frigid in here anymore. It was a, a long weekend with these space heaters. Oh, wow. What's the temperature there? Uh, I mean... It ain't Chicago, but, you know, it's like 30 at, at night. So, you know, it's probably about 60-something in here, or at least that's what the thermostat was reading. And it's crazy because the heat just randomly went out on Thanksgiving. And you know, I noticed it and walking around like, oh, snap, we got all these people in here. And this temperature is about to start, uh, start, start dropping. Uh, I'm looking crazy up here. Um, and then it turns out to be something so simple as, as far as a switch that was hit um, accidentally. I ain't gonna call no names about who he's mm. switching everything. But um, yeah, a, a wow. unnecessarily uh, frigid weekend, I should say. But we good. Right. Does your body good? Uh, it used to, those ice baths and stuff, but I don't know, you know, now I get into your bones, you know, you gotta wake up and can't even walk to the bathroom. It's not still, it. still, still does your body good. Helps you burn your body fat. Let it be known. Nah, I'm not with it, I'm not with it. Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Uh, we about to get this thing popping off real quickly. Um, so this week, I got a great topic, I think, and it came on the the heels of a, a, a conversation we had around um, one of my friends during Thanksgiving. And um, it's, it's all centered around this mind state uh, that I think we sometimes fall into. But, you know, the conversation... Uh, it started off, you know, a friend of mine, I'm not going to call no names. And if you're listening to this podcast, please don't be sensitive because it's all out of love. And I'm sure between myself, Carol, and Fresh, we're going to give you some tips to get you over the hump and out of this particular space that, um, you know, I perceive, you know, you to be in and what we was talking about. But a friend of mine went on an interview. No, be, be, be sensitive and, and drop it in our comments. <laughs> Friend of mine went on an interview and uh, was real excited about this job, man. Uh, I suppose it's been, you know, a quality of life improvement, you know, better financial situation, benefits, all of this stuff. And goes on the interview, and basically what I perceive from the conversation is he just like straight up bombed it. Um, and it stems on the heels of, you know, when they they asking them some questions, and it's your rudimentary, you know, standard interview questions. Tell me about a time, blah 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 blah. 
and they get into that and he immediately, I guess, identifies and says, you know, well, you know, this isn't, you know, for me, I don't like these questions. I don't like to be asked this type of stuff in this type of manner, which at first comes off to me, you know, I don't, I don't really understand. Cause you know, you go into a job, you expect to be interviewed and these are standard run of the mill, you know, questions, you know, you just answer them. And if this is something you was excited about, you know, you go for it or whatever. But, um, you know, he says, you know, he just kind of turned off in the interview. And then, so we, you know, I'm asking him trying to get a better understanding of the situation. Um, but just through my questioning, it just brings me back to that, you know, you really just, you know, for whatever reason, you didn't want this, you know, you're getting in your own way. You're stopping yourself because even he, you know, brought it up. You know, it's, it's, it's all me. It, it's not them. You know, I just, you know, don't feel this, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in my own way. You know, those were his words. And I'm just like, you know, well, well, how do you, how do you just, you know, know that and, and sit in that, you know, what are, what are the things that, you know, put, that put you into that, you know, that my, that my state. Um, so with, with, with that, you know, that's the question I want to pose to you guys, because to me, you know, it, it sounds like, okay, you're either like super comfortable, you either don't want to be challenged or you're just happy with this simple place in life or, you know, this mediocre, you know, not, you know, your highest level of performance or achievement that you can be, you know, not a high performance, you know, type uh, situation. You're not taking advantage of your full potential, you know? So how do you, you know, I'm, I'm asking like, how are you okay with that? But, you know, for us, what I want us to discuss is, you know, when we find ourselves in those situations, because I think it comes and goes, but that's the, the thing, it goes, you know, when we find ourselves in those slumps or even the, the slump of mediocrity, what is it that kind of puts us into that position? And then what are the things that we identify to help get us out of that? Because I think that, you know, I really don't like seeing people not living up to their fullest potential, you know, and everything that they can be. And this is a, an individual, intellectual, very well-spoken, has all the potential in the world, um, but just not really achieving, you know, in, in the way that I think that they can achieve or should be achieving. I guess my question is, is that the situation that this person did not want to be pushed or did not want to work hard in this particular thing that they were applying for? Like that's the part that I want to understand because from your perspective, it sounds like you think that's what happened. Yeah. And that's, that's what I got from it. You know, like I said, just based on the conversation, it was like, um, you know, they're, you know, if they're asking you questions to get an understanding of who you are as an individual, and this is a, a situation that you, you know, even if it was a temporary situation, just to put some extra money in your pocket and get you into a union where you got benefits and things, as it was explained to me, I would think that at the very least, you will use it as a springboard, right? Just to, you know, get those immediate gains, unless you looking at it as, you know, this just isn't me completely. This isn't what I want to do completely asked that question but that didn't seem to be the case it just seemed to be you know I just don't want to challenge myself like that's all it came down to, to from from me what I heard and then the group of people that we were talking about it just sounded like it was you know I didn't want to, I didn't want to be challenged in this manner I didn't want somebody kind of asking me these type of questions it's almost like a, a certain level of hubris or arrogance like I sh you shouldn't even be talking to me like this all right. So I asked that question because 
you know, I'm a firm believer in when you go for a job or a career, you need to take the the position of the interviewer and not be the interviewee. Um, you, you, you know, that's, that's what I always tell people, but th that's one thing. So in, in that particular case, if he actually took the standpoint of being the interviewer, there could have been things with the environment, um, that he walked into and said, you know what, this place isn't for me or the vibe that he got from the people that were doing the interviewing, um, per se, or the interviewees at that point, um, Beyond that, if, if, if it is a matter of, well, you know what, I can tell just by the questions that these people are asking that they're going to be demanding more of me than I actually want to put forward, it could be a case where this person is still trying to even figure out who they are, what their value are, what their value is, and, and what their goals are. Because if those, those things aren't straight, aren't very clear to that person, then it would be a situation where, well, you know what, I don't even know if I want to do this. Is, is it even worth it? And as I sat and I was thinking about it in terms of the podcast um, and really sat with it a little bit, that's kind of where I thought it might be because I know this individual for some time. And although they aren't the most sporadic, I would say there has been some directional challenges and it might center around, you know, that finding myself, knowing exactly who I am, what I want to do and just being around the right people to push me in forming that environment to push me in that, that direction. So, you know, without having further conversation, but I think that it could be a little bit of that as well. Yeah. And, and uh, look, let's, let's be realistic, right? So you mentioned a key thing is the people that you're around in the environment. Um, and I would say that there's no difference between this individual we're talking about if they're around a group of people that, their ceiling is exactly where he's at right now and there's nobody above that ceiling then there's no push to do more because he doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to there's no nobody's the the magnetism isn't there to pull you up to the next level right everybody's very um complacent with where they are but what i would say is there's no difference between the person at that level and the person that's at the hundred thousand like you're a six-figure level right and everybody around you is at six figures, then there's no magnetism for you to get to seven figures, for you to be a millionaire. It's the same mentality, really, um, and truly, is that you just, you feel like you've already accomplished the goal, like you've already met to, to equal shoulder to shoulder with everybody around you, so what would be the point? And if nobody in your circle is now telling you, hey, well, wait a minute, you're just being complacent and, sat and satisfied with, this six-figure level that you've reached, but you're actually worth more money, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the way that society and, 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 and your circle has groomed you and formed you, you don't realize that, okay, six figures is nothing. I'm worth way more than six figures and I should be out there trying to get it. And if I'm going to do so, I got to get around some people that are making uh, seven figures that are, that are millionaires to understand what that is like and how to get through that door. Right. So the environment, obviously a huge piece. Um, the other thing that I kind of wanted to discuss is the amount of conditioning that we may as individuals subject ourselves to in thinking that, you know, that complacent lifestyle is okay. 
or thinking that it's not um, attainable for whatever reason, or when we get into these, you know, somewhat pressure situations like an interview or, you know, a perf- some type, some sort of performance, and we shrink in the moment and have some of that, what we call imposter syndrome, telling ourselves that I ain't even supposed to be here to begin with. Let me, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and make this easy on myself. Well, you, you, you've got two things, right? And we talked about one, the self-awareness. The second part is the work ethic, right? Um, and then you have people that start on either side of that spectrum. So some people get into the workforce and you don't, you don't have the self-awareness of who you are, but you have the work ethic and you only work to the maximum of that level because, because when you're not self-aware, again, you don't know your value. Then you have it the other way around where people are self-aware, but they don't have the work ethic. And those are probably the most frustrated people that are out there because you know what you should be valued at, but you don't have a work ethic to get there. And then you just sit there and blame everybody else for where you're at, right? Or you have those people that got into the workforce, they have the work ethic, right? And then they become self-aware after many years, but now you don't have the work ethic left in the tank because you put so much energy into being in that space that you were in and, and making somebody else's dream reality. And then because you're tied to that, you don't have the energy now to put into your own thing or to go out there and get your value because you're scared to lose that thing that you're currently at. Yeah. So with that in mind, what are the things that, we do what are some of the things that you do or you fresh you know what i'm saying to put yourself in those positions like what can we give to this person or these people who will find themselves stuck like that um to put themselves or, or start creating those higher performing habits um and, and get themselves out of that stuck or mediocre or complacent mind state it it, it, it always starts eternal in, internally right being able to have that self-dialogue that you can and understand that even though things might be a challenge that you shouldn't allow that challenge to be what stops you from um, trying and ultimately accomplishing too many people get stuck on thinking something's too on it, not, not attainable enough and, and mentally telling themselves over and over again, how unattainable it is, as opposed to constantly telling themselves, you know, that they can, that they will. And, and that, you know, things are possible. I constantly tell myself, you know, um, that I feel good. I constantly tell myself that, you know, I can do stuff. I constantly tell myself that, you know, um, good energy is, is, is always coming my way and, and, and being, um, very aware and, and accepting of it has definitely changed not only my mentality, but also I feel how I interact with people, um, in the, the energy I receive back. I love that you speak about this thing, energy, man, because I feel like that is such a critical piece that we often, often overlook, man. The energy that we put out into the world is the same energy that we're going to get back. And I can absolutely speak with that same amount of, you know, fervor and noticing how my energy and what I put out, uh, whether it's here in my household or at the the nine to five or when I come back and it's the the eight to 12, 8 p.m. to 12 p.m., you know, the side hustle gig, you know, all of that, all of that absolutely matters, man. And if you don't have that positive mind state or that, 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 that fire inside of you, that type of energy that's going to push you forward is very, very difficult 
to manifest some of those things or that 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 higher performance or that that or or reach your your highest potential. Uh, so I want to change your language just a little bit um, because you said from eight to twelve is your side hustle gig, right? Mm-hmm. When the side hustle gig is more in line with what it is you really want to do than your main daytime gig, right? So I need you to reverse that thinking and think that the daytime thing is the side hustle gig and the eight to 12 thing is the main thing. Because if you think about making a meal, the sides are way easier to make than the main di- part of the dishes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes. Uh, okay. okay, man, we talking about we talking about macaroni and cheese or we talking about sauteing some spinach? Uh, listen, I would say in the everyday meal, <laughs> those sides are a lot quicker than that main dish, right? Even the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Mac, mac and cheese for some people is the, is the main dish, mm-hmm. right? That's the one that the whole meal is being measured by, right? So we just went past Thanksgiving and there were a lot of people that were measuring the entire meal by the mac and cheese, right? So you mm-hmm. need to figure out what is it that you're trying to really measure your life by, right? And that needs to be the main thing. The thing that's not really that important to you, that needs to be the side dish. Yep. I think, yeah. Changing your mentality. People don't, um, simple things like that. Changing your mentality to understand what you've been, um, uh, you know, verbalizing as your side hustle is what you want to be your hustle. So if you start speaking about it as that, that's how you make the transformation. That's how it starts. As opposed to constantly telling people it's what you do on the side and it's your hobby and oh you're not really serious about it then that's exactly what it's going to be something that's not taken serious and something that doesn't um get to the places that you want to take it to but when you start being more um forceful and understanding and 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 more direct and putting yourself in a position in in the energy of of what you want to accomplish that's how you start to chop down those trees Yeah. So, so that's the first thing um, is that side hustle, right? You, you, you need to change that mentality. You figure out what the main thing is that, that really is giving you that satisfaction. Cause some people are getting more satisfaction in that eight to 12 than they are in that eight to five. Right. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, um, as you said, uh, awareness, you, you gotta be aware and you gotta invest in yourself. Like that's the thing that people people look into investing in uh, tangible like like things, stocks and, and houses, not realizing that the biggest return on investment is the investment in yourself. So what do I mean by that? Um, finding those non-traditional ways to increase your knowledge base, to sharpen your gift, right? Which may not necessarily be in a textbook. It may be in um, going to conferences, listening to speakers, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube. Um, it, it may not be in a, a conventional way, right? Um, investing in masterminds, right? There, there are mastermind groups out there that you can find people that have like goals with you that want to help elevate a community, right? But it's going to cost you, but the return that you're going to get is priceless, right? And then the third thing is environment you got to put yourself around people that have attained uh, what you're looking to do and learn from those people. In most cases, you're not going to find that in a textbook. You're not going to find that in a degree. 
a degree is just giving you knowledge of somebody else already researched to get to a level that people are probably past already, right? And it may not even be relevant anymore. But now you've got a foundation. Well, you can go out there and get a foundation plus whatever the current thing is. Yeah, you can't. There, there's so much more value in those experiences, especially in this day and age. You know, the the amount of knowledge that you can gain just in the 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 simplest of books or whatever it is that you know you're interested in is worth way more than what you may spend in somebody's classroom i mean i think fresh you you are the the best example of it when you go you're all about the experience you know what i'm saying you're all about getting in digging in getting your feet dirty you know getting your hands dirty and, and learning from that so really taking that time to enhance yourself in that manner is going to pay way more dividends and right Asher. Ash, go ahead and say what's up, buddy. You got I heard you singing earlier, man. Get up there. He said, I'm chilling right now. I got my fresh haircut. I'm chilling. Um, but nah, man, I definitely uh, appreciate But yeah, that's the way I am. I, I enjoy uh, challenges, learning new stuff, trying to see if I can figure it out um, or at least being a resource to figure it out. Um, it's definitely one of the things that makes my day in life a lot more exciting. There it is, man. So I think, Carol, you did an excellent job of summing it up. But that energy, environment, and investment, um, those are the three things that take you up out of this, you know, that that slump or, or, or that, that mind state of mediocrity. It gets you from good to great. You invest in those specific areas of your life in those specific ways, and, and that gets you, you know, to the goal, to the end goal. Yeah, and, and I just want to be clear. So it's, it's, it's one, self-awareness. Um, two. Uh, would be environment. And then you, you got to find, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with environment, but you got to find a community. Mm -hmm. Just can't do it. Can't do it without yourself, man. You got to be surrounded. Like you said, those high performing individuals or individuals that are going to push you past your, your, um, your current limits. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You, you could do it on your own, but does that take longer? That probably takes longer, right? Whereas you could find a community that could get you, the, the nuggets that you need and, and drop you some breadcrumbs to get to that trail you need to be on. Exactly. Take you a lot less, uh, less time. You, you avoid a lot of the headaches and you can learn from other people's mistakes versus learning from your own. Not yep. only that, it's the, um, you're able to consistently ride the high of, even though it's tough, I can get through it as opposed to being on the level of, talking yourself out of it or having people around you who are able to talk you out of thinking that what you're trying to accomplish is possible. Um, going to like these conferences and stuff, you'll go, you'll get uh, hypnotized in a sense and, and, and get on this high, riding this wave with this room full of like minds and, and people who are, you know, uh, all about their entrepreneurial endeavors and things are going on. So you're fired up and ready and you're making commitments in this room to, to strangers that you've never met before in your life and telling people how you're about to go out of this room and, and knock things over and it's about to be crazy. But then when you get back to home base and you don't have that same um, system and, and, and fire of, of the consistency of saying, hey, those, those crazy thoughts are possible those things that you thought weren't attainable actually are, then you, you just start to deflate and it starts to come down. And unless you have that community and, and that base of people who can consistently keep you up and keep you 
focused and, and, and saying, oh, I know it's hard, but we can do it. We got to do it. We're going to do it. It makes a huge difference. Yep, that pull, man. I mean, nine times out of ten, you're probably feeling it. Y'all, y'all have been to several of these conferences in the past. You're feeling that pull, you know, from those individuals at those conferences. So, you know, I think that that environment, it just goes without saying. Facts, facts, facts. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to go around the robin, uh, go around the horn real quick. Uh, before I get to you, Coach K, I got to get my man fresh in with his fresh, fresh ovation for the week. I said it right this time. You know what? I wanted to first give people some, um, you know, uh, in this, a big piece of it is goal setting. And so I wanted to give people some tangible ways to accomplish some goals or or really ways that they're not hitting their goals because a big piece of this is being able to make set goals and then achieve them. So, like, I went on um, (laughs) goalscope.com. I'm sorry, Fresh. Carol, like, you on camera, bro. We can see you. I know it's like I was digging in my nose or anything, man. I was looking at something. <laughs> it actually wasn't though, so I'm back. You know what I mean? Um, wow. Um, <laughs> I was on goalcast.com and um they had the top ten reason people don't accomplish their goals. Um just to run through them real quick. One, they are not specific. So making sure that the goals that you set actually are our specific goal and not so broad that it, it doesn't really uh, give you the opportunity to work towards something. Two, they have doubts. Um, just like we were talking about, believe in yourself. Three, they are working, um, they are not working for it. So of course, if you've got a goal, you have to make sure you're consistently making um, steps in in putting in tasks that will help you get to and accomplish that goal. I think that a lot of people wind up having their broad goal, but then they don't put attainable tasks and checkpoints in order to make sure that they're hitting um, notches along the way to get to their goal. They just have that broad uh, um, goal that they want to hit. Number five, they're not committed. Um, of course, you have to be committed to accomplish something and not allow distractions and other things uh, get in your way and not allow you to continuously uh, check off those tasks and make strides towards your ultimate goal. Not focusing. So, again, allowing people other um, distractions to get in the way and, and not allow you to accomplish what you're doing. Again, it can go back to the environment as well, making sure you're in an environment of execution and success and not in an environment where there's distractions and no ability to um, strive to accomplish your goal. Number seven, you give too many excuses. Excuses are tools of the incompetent. <laughs> I think Brett can go ahead and finish that point. But um, okay. definitely uh, excuses are, are, are one of the biggest enemies in, in goal killers. You get caught up in, in places where you allow yourself to make excuses for the simplest thing. It's not hard to lose weight. Ultimately, it's not hard to, you know, eat healthier. It's that we are hard headed and make excuses as to why we're just going to go ahead and not, you know, take that time out to do an hour of, of activity or take the time out to, you know, say, hey, we don't need a double cheeseburger. Even doing a single cheeseburger is a better is, is a slight win. Right. Um, number eight, they don't know how to handle failure. So when you don't accomplish a goal, you take that weight on so heavily that it, that it stops you from doing anything else. 
and that that is a huge killer of you um allowing that lack of momentum to stay there as opposed to taking a lesson from that failure and using it as fuel to go ahead and push forward and then the biggest one or number 10 is they give up way too soon so when you get a couple hurdles and you're realizing it is actually going to be a task and it's going to be hard that you wind up giving up and it's one thing I noticed in going to the influencer conference back in San Diego a couple months ago and seeing all of these uh, millionaires and some billionaires as far as their mental capacity and their um, their savviness, I guess, ultimately, they're the only thing that was separated them from being on stage and, and the people who were in the seats was their unwillingness to, to stop. Like they, they were relentless. They were not going to allow anybody to stop them from uh, attaining what they thought was possible and then going past that and continuing to work and continuing to strive at it. So uh, just like they say in Karate Kid theme song, never give up, never surrender. Keep going hard, make it happen. I'll let that flow directly into fresh evasion. Hold on, I got to pop up my phone. I don't like you, Carol. You're right. <laughs> Good thing he does the editing. Have to take you out. So I think this one is good as we are rolling into December. We are in December now, holiday season. While I don't necessarily, um, I don't want to say condone, but you know, I know everybody buying gifts and everything, but don't let this, uh, this uh, the man's holiday force you into putting yourself into the poorhouse. However, if you are participating in purchasing gifts and all of that good stuff, I think that uh, attraction of money is one of the things you may be looking for. So the fresh ovation for this week, I am attracting into my life a great wealth. My life is full of abundance. I am always seeing signs of abundance in my life. Money flows into my life effortlessly, 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 all of that yeah 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 i know that i can create any level of abundance for myself with ease there you have it ladies and gentlemen fresh bacon this week there it is man and don't confuse the the wealth and abundance with uh financial or monetary gain man i think my man uh my man bob said it said it, said it best man he's wealthy but it's not due to any riches um it's family sometimes man it's the people around you and the things that you have that you can you know Put your hands on so some of those intangible, tangible things that that build wealth and give you that sense of satisfaction. Yes, sir. That is the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Coach K, before I go to you to close us out, man, uh, we neither one of us were on the podcast last week, and we've been on this whole—I won't say whole new health kick thing, but been experimenting with our diet in different ways. So I want to get with you and see how that bulletproof coffee slash diet regimen has been working. So I haven't got fully on the regiment. That's on my to-do list to start next week um, just because this week is super hectic and I knew I wanted to start after Thanksgiving officially. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm starting next week, but um, I will tell you the Bulletproof Coffee um, does what it's supposed to do, man. I mean, absolutely. I am not hungry. I actually forced myself to eat around two, three o'clock in the afternoon um and don't feel any type of hunger pain don't feel any type of headache um so from that standpoint it's awesome and i think if i get the rest of the foods in line and actually get consistent in the gym i'll see some amazing results but um yeah man i will have to get back to that one i i actually want to launch a challenge man 
and it's called a rebirth challenge. And it's, it's actually like, if you figure out, um, you know, based on your date of birth, uh, when you were potentially conceived and then set a nine month program to where you're going to basically reinvent yourself um, and, and be born again um, with whatever your goals are. Um, that's what I'm looking to start. So that would actually be this time period for me um, that was probably conceived in initially um, and then was born in September. So um, I'm about to launch that for myself and, and, and go through this rebirth program um, and I'll just, I'll update everybody on how that's going and put out what my goals are and videos and all that good stuff. But um, that's what's up next for me. So the whole Bulletproof Diet will be part of that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have the opportunity to, to work your own rebirth program, have a little ebook and, and possibly a little course for you to go through and, you know, really understand how to be certified in your rebirth. Lead that. Absolutely, man. We're definitely going to follow that. Keep us updated and uh, follow him on Instagram. Where can we follow you at, Kay? Uh, it's easy. Um, I'm the only Carol. <laughs> so, only Carol. O-N-L-Y-K-E-R-R-O-L. There it is. There it is. Go ahead, man. Take us home, man. I really want to go on in the, the abundance and wealth. And people will be listening to this exactly a week. Uh, actually, it's one a week and one day after Thanksgiving. And I'm willing to bet that not many people, when they were giving their thanks, they made thanks for themselves. Like, thank you for me mm-hmm. and being who I am. Um, and, and I think that's a key thing. And, I, and I'll, I'll continue with the food analogy. And if you think about it, the way every single diet is going, I don't care what it is, every single thing is saying that the less ingredients that are involved in whatever it is you're eating is probably the healthier that it is for you. And your life mirrors that same exact recipe. The less ingredients you have to you is probably the more focused you are, the more self-aware you are, and the more focused you are on your goals. Many of you are out there being a side dish with infinite number of ingredients in your life that, have, that are affecting you and, and, and you are actually being the complement to somebody else's main dish. So what I wanna challenge you to do is, I want you to become the main ingredient on the plate, which is an ingredient of the least amount of things possible. And just be genuinely yourself. And in doing so, you become self-aware, you invest in yourself. Uh, again, uh, I know we, we were talking about being a vegetarian last week, I'm gonna take it to meat. Um, the, the best beef available to you is that beef that was grown on, on a grass-fed diet. That was it, just grass. One ingredient produces the best meat. That meat, when you eat it, produces the best reaction and nutrients for your body, right? Same thing for your identity, your goals, your focus, your accomplishments. Be the main ingredient of one. Go out there and find the people that will help you be the best person that you can be and develop that goal that you have to get your life to the next level. Stop being a side dish. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the videos on YouTube and Vimeo each and every week. 
Um, if you haven't, like we said before, go back and listen to episode 128. We had Pat Quinn and the uh, Black Canvas Cooking on last week. And uh, to prepare yourself for the podcast after this one, uh, make sure you go check out those new movies in theaters, 21 Bridges and uh, Queen and Slim. Uh, we definitely going to be talking about those in the next podcast. So go ahead and check those out so you don't have to worry about the spoiler alerts. True. And- There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening here with us on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. The 13th floor. The 13th floor.